Welcome to this yin yoga for painful and aching neck and shoulders. For this class, you are going to need two blocks. You can set them up like this, one high and one low. Or this is really nice too, one medium and one low. And you may even want to have a chair close by for this class, but it's not necessary. It's just I like a chair as a prop for one of the poses we're going to do. So we're going to start, and you're going to start in supported fish position. You're going to be in this pose for five minutes. In yin yoga, we want to find that appropriate edge. So make any adjustments that you need to to become more comfortable so that you can soften and be still and stay for a while so that time and gravity can do all the work for you. You can breathe in this pose, focus on the sensations in the chest opening here. You can focus on your breathing. You could open your eyes and orient yourself in this space or you could use a mantra. I am releasing tension in my neck and shoulders. You're going to stay here. I'm going to sit up and tell you a little bit about this class. One of the main causes of painful shoulders is muscular imbalances. So in this class, we can attend to the overactive tight chest muscles, the latissimus dorsi, some of the compensatory overactive tight upper trapezius, and levator scapula. And we can do a little bit for the weak scapular stabilizers in a yin yoga class, particularly, um, specifically the serratus anterior and the lower trapezius and sphinx. But there are some limitations with what we can do in a yin yoga class to work with all the muscular imbalances. And so one of the things that I've been reflecting on a lot as a yoga teacher is getting to root causes. So you can let me know in the comments at the end of the class if you want me to focus on strengthening your posterior chain, including your deltoid and your rhomboids, as well as strengthening your core so that your shoulders don't overcompensate and then when your shoulders overcompensate, your neck hurts too. And I would do this for you in a more active Hatha yoga style class. So this might not be, this maybe would be like a two prong approach. We can do some yin to open up your chest and we could do some, a more yang style class to strengthen your posterior chain. Then you maybe just mull that over during the course of the yin class.
Okay, so take a breath. And you can release this pose from your body. We'll actually take the blocks out from underneath us. And just rest back on your back again. And you can pause here, just notice how you're feeling, notice how your shoulders and your neck feel, having taken that time to open up your chest there. Okay, from here you're gonna roll over onto your stomach. And we're gonna come into Sphinx Pose next. So for this pose, you're gonna lie on your stomach. And let's just start by rocking your hips from side to side to release your low back. And then you can tuck your right toes under, lift your knee, reach back through your heel. Do that on the other side, tuck your left toes under, lift your knee, reach back through your heel. And what you're going to do is you're gonna bring your elbows up underneath you, and you're gonna press down through your elbows, and you're gonna actively reach your shoulder blades, the tips, the base of your shoulder blades, down and into your jean pockets so that your neck is really free. Okay, and you're gonna stay here. I'm going to sit up and tell you a bit about this pose. So you may be curious why this pose is beneficial for neck and shoulder pain. So this pose strengthens your scapular stabilizers. It engages the muscles around your shoulder blades, including your serratus anterior and your lower trapezius. And these muscles are essential for stabilizing your scapula, which are your shoulder blades, and facilitating proper shoulder movement. And strengthening these scapular stabilizers can improve shoulder mechanics, reduce strain on the neck and shoulders, and alleviate pain caused by muscular imbalance. So the shoulder blade retraction in Sphinx Pose, the action of pressing the forearms into the mat, helps to draw the shoulder blades down toward the spine, which is retraction. And this movement activates the muscles in the upper back, including the lower trapezius, which play a significant role in scapular stability. This pose is also really important for you for posture improvement. So Sphinx pose encourages an opening of the chest and an extension of the thoracic spine. So in addition to pressing down into the ground, drawing those shoulder blades down your back towards your sit bones, you can think about lifting your chest and reaching your um, sternum forward. So as far as the yin pose, this is a really active yin pose. Now by counteracting the rounded shoulders and forward head posture, this pose can contribute to overall better posture. And improved posture reduces stress on the neck and shoulder muscles, minimizing pain and tension. So make sure you're breathing Okay, so you're going to release this pose from your body and you're gonna come back down onto your belly and just pause here and notice how this feels.
Okay, so for the next pose, we're gonna do child's pose with praying mantis arms. So what that looks like is you're gonna come into child's pose, you're gonna put your elbows on the ground, and then you're gonna take your hands behind your head. You could also put your elbows on your blocks for this one. So whatever feels good for you in this pose, you're gonna choose a position that works for you. You're going to be in this pose for three minutes as well. You wanna just uh, find that appropriate edge again, something that is going to work for you that you can stay with for a while, you can soften into. You wanna feel um, feel um, sensation in your shoulders so that you can uh, get that stretch in your shoulders. It's a good shoulder and upper back stretch. So they involve reaching your arms forward, bending your elbows, palms pressed together in, in prayer position. This helps to stretch the muscles in the shoulders, the upper back, in between the shoulder blades. It can help to release tension in those areas, which is often a common source of neck and shoulder pain. When you're in child's pose, you can get some decompression of your neck. It allows your neck to relax and elongate, providing a gentle decompression of your cervical spine. So when your forehead is resting on the mat in child's pose, it helps to release tension in the neck muscles, and that might help to alleviate pain and discomfort. And also with this position, the praying mantis arms, your shoulder blades are activated. So in this variation, the arms are actively engaged, promoting activation of the muscles around the shoulder blades, including the rhomboids and the lower trapezius. And strengthening and activating these muscles can help to improve scapular stability, which is crucial for healthy shoulder blade movement and posture. So take a breath here. You can release this posture from your body and you can make your way to lie down on your back to feel the flow of chi. And then we'll come back. So let's come up onto all fours. We're gonna come back to five minute holds for the next pose, which is going to be broken wing pose. So you'll start on all fours. You're gonna walk your knees over to the right side of your mat, lower your left hips down. Take your left arm out to the side. 
And you can adjust the position of where your left arm is so that you get more or less sensation as needed in your body. As I said, you're going to be in this pose for five minutes. So find that appropriate edge, soften, become still, settle in. So this pose is a shoulder and chest stretch. When you are taking your arm behind your back, you create a stretch in the shoulder and the chest. And this stretching action helps to open up the shoulders and the chest, which can relieve tightness and discomfort. And it also releases tension in the neck and upper back by stretching the shoulders and the chest. Broken wing indirectly targets the muscles in the neck and upper back. It can help to release tension and stiffness in these areas, which often contribute to neck and shoulder pain. Can you take a breath?
And then we're going to come onto our backs. Feel the difference particularly between the left and the right side after doing one side of broken wing pose. Between the left and the right shoulder, the left and the right side of the neck. So this is where you can feel really the difference that it makes uh, for opening up the chest to the, the felt sense of your neck and your shoulders. And then you're going to roll to your side, come up onto all fours, and we'll do the broken wing pose on the other side. So you're going to walk your knees to the left this time. Lower your right hip down. Take your right arm out to the side. You can bring your knees up. And again, experiment with the position of your right arm so you feel sensation into your chest. And here, let's just spend some time with what you're going to focus on. You might focus on your breathing. You might focus on the sensation in your chest and down your arm. You might open your eyes to orient yourself in the space. You might use a mantra like, I am releasing tension in my neck and shoulders. So when you're in broken wing pose, the arm that's bending behind your back activates the scapular stabilizers, such as the rhomboids. So you might feel some contraction between your shoulder blades and the lower trapezius, sort of down be beneath your shoulder blades. And strengthening these muscles can enhance scapular stability and promote better shoulder mechanics. It also helps to improve posture because you're encouraging the opening of the chest and the shoulders. So this counteracts the effects of rounded shoulders and forward head posture. And this improved posture can reduce the strain on your neck and shoulder muscles, contributing to pain relief.
Okay, take another breath here. Going to slowly release this pose from your body and come onto your back so you can feel the rebound. Okay, so we're going to move into half heart melting pose now. So you're going to roll to your side. Here is where I really like to use a chair for a prop. So if you have a chair, you can use a chair or you can do this on the ground as well. So you, I like to cross one arm over and then rest my hand on the arm. And then you want to keep your, um, the tendency will be to like really dump into your low back, but you want to keep your tailbone tucked under and focus on melting your heart. So opening your chest to the ground and your thoracic spine doesn't have that much mobility, so it won't move much, <laughs> but focus on the name of the pose and just let your heart melt to the ground. So hear those cues. You want to take those sit bones and tuck them under and then let your heart melt to the ground slowly, gently, gradually over time. You're gonna be here for five minutes so you have lots of time. We like to say infinite time and no ambition. So just let gravity and time do all its work, be soft. Remember with yin, we're working with the more plastic, less pliable tissues around the joints. And you can really feel that here in the shoulders. So this pose works to decompress your upper back, particularly if you follow the cues that I've given you. The forward fold aspect of heart melting pose encourages an elongation and decompressing of your upper back. And this can be really beneficial for those of you who experience pain or discomfort in your upper back and shoulders. Keep your tailbone tucked under. Remember, we're stressing the joints in yin yoga. We're not stretching joints. We're creating stress on the joints. So it's not like we're looking to create, we're, we're looking to create stronger joints, not <laughs> Um, not stretching the joints. So if you're feeling it, you're doing it. We don't need it to be sensational. We can soften up.
Keep breathing. Okay, you're going to slowly release this pose. Okay, let's just rest on your back to let the chi flow. Feel the difference between your right and left shoulder, right and left side of your neck. to roll to our side and, and do the other side. Okay, I had my right arm bent last time, so this time I'm gonna have my, and my, no, I had my right arm extended, my left arm bent. This time I'm gonna extend my left arm, have my right arm bent. So you wanna switch sides. And let's just take a little bit of time to set this up. So you want to tuck your tailbone under so the tendency is gonna to be to reach into this pose by lifting the sit bones up and curving the low back. So we want the low back to be flat, tailbone tucked under, sit bones tucked under, so that we're coming into the upper back and we're melting the heart towards the ground, which will be feel like way less satisfying and way less movement, but then you're actually gonna get into your shoulders. And then your job here is to soften and be patient. So while you're in half heart melting pose, your arm that's reaching forward activates the scapular stabilizers such as the serratus anterior and the lower trapezius. And strengthening these muscles can enhance scapular stability and promote better shoulder mechanics.
So just check in with what's happening in your pelvis. Just notice that mine was starting, my sit bones were starting to creep up towards the ceiling. So I'm just going to retuck them for integrity in the pose. So I'm coming back into my shoulders and upper back more. Melting my heart towards the ground again. Okay, take a breath. We're gonna slowly come out of this pose. It was a long time to stress, stress those shoulder joints. And we're gonna come onto the ground on our back again. Okay, for the next pose, you're going to come back up onto all fours. And for this one, I'm going to give you two choices. And depending on your knees, depending on your neck and shoulders, you're going to choose which one feels right for you. So it's going to be thread the needle either in child's pose, which that might feel better for your neck, but it might not feel good for your um, knees. Or you could do thread the needle up here, which might feel better for your knees, but some, I know some people don't like it for their neck. So choose, what, choose what's gonna work best for you and your body. Maybe let's make this a shorter hold because of that. <laughs> because both people don't like it. This pose can release tension in the neck by stretching the shoulders and the upper back. Thread the needle pose indirectly targets the muscles in the neck. It can help to release tension and stiffness in the neck, which is often a common source of neck pain.
Okay, take a breath. You're gonna find your way out of this pose. Come onto your back. I was on my right side. Take note of what side you were on so that we can do the other side. So bending your knees, rolling to your side. And we can come back up onto all fours or into child's pose, taking, threading your left arm through into child's pose or coming up. And we're going to thread the arm through. So choosing your position Staying there for a while. So this works by decompressing your upper back. The twisting motion of thread the needle pose allows for mild decompression of your upper back, particularly your thoracic spine and this can be beneficial for you to decompress your upper back. Okay, take a breath. I'm going to find your way out of this pose. Lie on your back for the rebound.
Okay, you're going to bend your knees, roll to your side, and make your way up to a seated position. You can sit in a chair, or you can sit on a meditation cushion. Okay, so finding a comfortable place to sit. And I'm going to give a couple of choices for this one. You're going to be in this pose for three minutes. So one is going to be reverse prayer position, hands on your back. So I've had, I broke my wrist and so I'm not really there at all yet. The point is to open your chest in this one. So um, an another alternative would be to hold on to your elbows on your back. So whatever works for you. And, and remember the intention of the pose is to open your chest. So choose what works for you. Reverse prayer where you're working your fingers up your back or holding onto your elbows. So this pose provides a deep stress for the chest, the shoulders, the wrists, and the forearms. And as I have modified it or avoided if you have existing shoulder or wrist problems. You want to sit up tall, draw your shoulder blades towards each other. Keep your chin parallel to the floor. So this creates a stretch in the shoulders, the chest, the front of the upper arms, and it helps to open up the chest and the shoulders, releasing tightness and tension in these areas. It also helps to release tension in the neck by stretching the chest and the shoulders. It indirectly targets the muscles in the neck and it can help to release tension and stiffness in the neck, which is often a common source of neck pain. There's a decompression of the upper back. When you draw your shoulder blades together, it promotes a gentle decompression in the upper back, particularly the thoracic spine. So this can be beneficial for those of you who experience pain or discomfort in the upper back and shoulders. It activates the scapular stabilizers. So the act of pressing the palms together behind the back or drawing on the elbows together activates the scapular stabilizers. So the rhomboids, the lower trapezius, and this can help to enhance scapular stability and promote better shoulder mechanics. And it improves your posture. So this reverse prayer position and or holding onto your elbows encourages an opening of the chest and shoulders, which counteracts the effects of rounded shoulders and forward head posture. And this improved posture can reduce the strain on the neck and shoulder muscles, contributing to pain relief. Now, I wanna say that in this yin yoga class, this is only one way of working with neck and shoulder pain. And I do have to say, it's really not my favorite way of working with neck and shoulder pain at all. I much prefer um, a more active way of strengthening the back muscles, of being more active with um, strengthening the serratus, um, yeah, I'd really like to work the posterior chain and the deltoids more and the rhomboids and strengthening your core as well. So that um, I just feel this is a more effective way of getting into the, just to getting to the root cause and improving your shoulder mechanics so that you don't have it, have shoulder and neck pain. I know that this kind of stretching can feel good in the moment but um, yeah, I think there's a more effective way to improve shoulder mechanics. So let me know if you want me to do a class on that. It would be more Hatha style class. You can let me know in the comments. Definitely opening up the chest and stretching the chest muscles is beneficial. But there are more effective ways to work the shoulder girdle overall, even though this can kind of feel good in the moment. So all that to say, this isn't what I would normally do for my neck and shoulder pain. It's just that these classes are the ones that you guys like and, and they tend to be popular on YouTube. So I make them for you. 
Okay, let's do supported fish pose to close the class out, which is very effective. Anything this chest opening is very good. Doing it long and slow over time is very effective. So you're gonna set up your blocks, and if it feels comfortable to do the high and medium setting, that would be good. You're gonna be here for five minutes. So even in supportive fish, you can play with where you have your arms in the pose to open up your chest, to release tension in your neck. And then you can stay for a while and let time and gravity do all the work. This is a great counter posture for desk work, so nice for a five minute break from desk work as well. I'm going to read you a poem. This is a poem called On a Day When Stillness Seems Possible. And it's by Rosemary Watola Traumer. And the river is a long white stroke of roiling and continuous surge and the grass gone to seed, wavers in the wind, then stills, wavers, then stills, and the swallows spiral, the leaf shadows spangle, and the ants braid a path across the stones. But I rhyme today with the cottonwood trunks, my own body unmoving in the breeze. It feels good in this moment to be more tree than cloud, more silence than song. So easily the stillness opens me, softens me. How simple really to do nothing. How is it I so often resist? If there is no in me now, I do not notice it. Stillness has made a home in me, and there seems to be nothing the stillness refuses. Come, it seems to say, there is room here for everything. It opens me wider, the world rushes in.
Okay, you're going to start to let your breath deepen, begin to wiggle and stretch out. You can slowly bend your knees and roll to your side. So as I said, I've done as much as I can for you today in the context of yin yoga. And as I've also said, this isn't particularly how I would handle neck and shoulder pain. So if you wanna see another class from me, a more Hatha style class, a more active class where we work on strengthening your rhomboids, strengthening your posterior chain, strengthening your core, so we get to the root cause of neck and shoulder pain, then be sure to leave me a comment below and uh, let me know that you want that class from me. So I'm sending you much love from beautiful British Columbia. May your joy be as deep as our Pacific Ocean. May it be as rooted as the old growth trees in our forest and may it be as strong as our mountains.